Today's daf is daf pei beis. Be'ez Hashem is baruch. We will be finishing Maseches Kedushin and Seder Noshim and begin Maseches Babakama and Seder Nazikin tomorrow. Uh, we are holding about halfway down pei Aleph Amud Beis at the two dots. Uh, we said that a, even though there is a prohibition of Yichud with Arias, it could be even in a Torah. However, that uh, precludes having Yichud, we said, with certain relatives where a person has no Yetzer for them, there is no prohibition of Yichud. So we said, that was a quote from the Mishnah. You can also add to the list that not only mother and daughter, but sister too. A person is allowed to be miyachud with his sister, but there is a distinction. Whereas a, a temporary yichud with your daughter is with your sister is permissible. Dar im imo vimbito. You can have a permanent arrangement where you're living with your mother and your daughter. So sister, we allow for yichud, but it cannot be on a permanent basis. Mother and daughter is allowed on a permanent basis. This is the ruling of Rabbi Yehuda, who gives it Agamonis Amorav Asi in the Mesorah uh, Shas. It actually changes it to probably Rav. Let me see. Right, this, I, it takes out the word Asi. Okay. Now, Ki Amra Kameh Shmuel. When Yehuda went and taught this to Shmuel, Amar also is Yachim Kolarash Vatorah. Shmuel took a very hard line. He said, I don't permit even a temporary Yichud with any one of the Arias. Not only sisters not allowed, mothers not allowed, I feel in behema. And not only that, he threw on top of a person not even allowed to have Yichud with an animal. So the Mish, the Gemara right away questions, Nan, we learned in our Mishnah, that we learned in our Mishnah that a person is allowed to have Yichud with his mother and daughter. And, and, and not only that, and we said that you're also allowed to even sleep in the same bed with, uh, with physical contact. So Gemara says to Yuvda the Shmuel, this would appear to be a refutation. Shmuel can't argue with the Mishnah. So Amalach Shmuel, so Shmuel will defend himself and say, Letamech, using your reasoning that you want to say you refute me from a Mishnah, how are you going to explain the following Brisa? Adesanya, your, your, uh, your sister and your mother-in-law, or Sharkol Arayas, or any of the prohibited Erevas that are Shabbat Torah, that are in the Torah, Ein Mesyachid Imam, you're not allowed to have Yichud, Ela Be'edim, unless you have witnesses there, that can testify, I mean, basically would prevent you from being miyachid. in only if there are witnesses there. Shalom there's no witnesses, you cannot have yichud. So you see what are you going to do the bride? So the bride doesn't seem to allow for any exceptions. So ela tanoi, must be, is machlokas tanoi. So even though, yes, our mission is more lenient, right? And add on to the Rebuda Amarava Ravasi, that's even more lenient when it comes to, he adds even a, a sister. But we have a Bryce that takes the hard line like I'm saying, and I'm passing like the Bryce, right? So Elatanoi, the Sanya, as we learned in a Bryce, I'm Rav Meir, he's Haru B. We find that Rav Meir himself was very strict. He said that, uh, warn me, Bibnei Biti, because of my daughter. Make sure that I that, that if my daughter is going to be coming into the room with me, that you give me a heads up that I don't, and I'm not going to be miyached with her. Even his daughter, he wanted a heads up. She shouldn't be miyached with her. 
And Amr of Tarfan of Tarfan said the same thing. Give me a heads up. Warn me if my daughter-in-law comes into the room with me that I should not be meyachet with her. So when it says, It was a certain student that mocked the uh, Rabbi Tarfun. When Rabbi Tarfun said that, give me a heads up that I should not be meyachet with my mother-in-law. So this Talmud said, what kind of what a business is that? What are you worried about? He's uh, being meyachet with his mother-in-law. So he mocked him. So I'm a Rabbi Avos. Rabbi Avos said, Mishum Rabbi Chanina ben Gamliel, the name of Rabbi Chanina ben Gamliel, Lo hayu yamim melet moatim, that it did not take a short period of, uh, even, a, even a short period of time did not pass, means that, that in a very short order, that this Talmud who mocked Rabbi Tarfun actually, uh, he, he stumbled, Nikshal, uh, who stumbled means he had relations Chamosa with his mother-in-law. So you see, don't mock Chachamim. They have insight, they understand human psychology, human behavior, and don't make fun of them. Now, the, the uh, Shmuel's position was, so, was such a hard line. He said, I feel in behema, that a person should also make sure not even to be meyachid with an animal. So Abaya, Mura brings down that there were a later generation of Amoroyim that actually followed the same stringencies. Abaya, Mechalele, Mekuladabra, when Abaya would go work in his field, he made sure that they removed all animals from the field. He did not want to be meyached with their animals around. Rabshesh is Ma'abule Mitzra. He would move the animals onto the other side of the bridge when he was on one side of the bridge. Again, creating some kind of natural barrier between him and the animals. Rav Hanan min Rav Hanan went to the uh, to to visit Rav Kahana the Fumnara in the city of Fumnara. Chazid Yazvek Hakarin Goris when he Goris he found Rav Kahana was sitting and learning. The Kaima Behema Kame and there was an animal walking around him. So Amal Leilo Savalim Mara Filukim Behema. You don't hold to the stringency of Shmuel that says that you cannot be meyached even with an animal. So Amale, he said that I wasn't paying attention, I didn't realize the animal was there, but I would have been machmed, machmed not to be meyached with an animal like the Shita of Shmuel. That even if you want to go with a hard line, like we saw Abaya did, we saw Shmuel did, but there's certain women that there's no problem of Yechud because these women have a natural enmity to one another and therefore to say that if you start having relations with one, the other one will be seduced is not applicable and therefore there's no problem of Yechud. And who are they? Shtei Yavamas. Yavamas over here is being sister-in-laws, potential Yavamas. So it's the potential Yavamas, sister-in-laws are natural rivals and therefore we're not concerned that there's Yechud with both of them. In Shtei co-wives. Co-wives are also considered to be natural rivals. And there's no yichud with two sorrows. Im ish with a mother, with a with a with a with a, with a, a woman and her mother-in-law. Also natural enmity, no problem of yichud with the two of them. Im isha ubas balo with a woman and her stepdaughter, her husband's daughter. Also rivalry between a, a wife and a stepdaughter, the husband's daughter. No problem of yichud. Im isha v'tinokes shiadas tambia. Also, if it's with a woman and a girl who's old enough to understand. The, no, the concepts, the notion of Bia, of intimacy, but Ein Moser's Atma Bia, but she herself has not reached an age yet 
where she herself will be enticed by Bia. She's aware of it, but not enticed by it. Therefore, she will not engage, and therefore, this, she's going to wear, the, 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 the adult will be afraid that she's going to go around telling everybody what happened. If she can get seduced and get included, she's not going to go around telling people. But this girl knows what's going on, will not be seduced, and therefore, if a natural barrier, and there's no yichud if you have a, an adult and a child that has that level of understanding. Higdilu, uh, so we said that you can even have a, 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 a father with a daughter, a mother with a son, can actually sleep in the same bed, even, we said, without clothing, up to a certain age. But the Gemara now is going to discuss what is that age that at that point in time, they have to at least be clothed. What is that age? So the girl has, uh, once she's reached the age of nine years and one day, and the boy, 12 years and one day. That's one version. is another version that says, that the girl is 12 years and one day, and the boy, 13 and one day. Okay, but Mara says that according to both opinions, that's a pasuk that is from, I believe it's Yeshaya. And uh, that pasuk basically is talking about the, the, it, when, when, when a girl reaches pu- puberty, her breasts begin to form and she starts sprouting pubic hair. What's that? Yechesko. Uh, uh, so therefore the point is that, uh, this is the way Rashi explains it, is that when uh, the first lotion that said that even if the girl is nine years old and one day it's a problem, that's only if there's been an onset of puberty. But there's no onset of puberty, it's still not a problem until they reach the age of Barabbas Mitzvah, because Barabbas Mitzvah is when puberty is assumed to have begun. The, the second Lushan holds that even if they have some type of physical development before Barabbas Mitzvah, we don't view that as a real act, of, as a sign of puberty. The more calls like, it's like a wart. It's not considered to be a real indication of puberty. And the point is the signs of puberty indicate an awareness of, 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 in, of, of what, 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 what sexual behavior represents. And therefore, so the only argument between them is before the age of Bar and Bas Mitzvah, if there's any type of physical indication, does that also indicate, therefore, there is an awareness and therefore it would be prohibited. And that's the machlokas. So the, again, so the Mishnah said that up to a certain age, you can uh, be in the bed, but past that age, you have to be wearing clothing. And the kasha is what that age is. That age is dependent on the awareness of the child. The machlokas is that what is that? Where do we assume that awareness to be there? That is the. But the Gemara brings down a caveat over here. Amarav from Bar Papa, Amarav Chis, the Loshan Elisha'ena Bo Shalamud Lafon of Arum. He says that that this is all talking about if the girl is not embarrassed to stand naked in front of her father. At some point in time, a girl becomes embarrassed. When she becomes embarrassed, means there's already an awareness. So if that awareness is kicked in, then all hands are off. Basically, it, it, uh, it doesn't matter. At that point, you cannot be, be sleep a kirabasa because there's an awareness, even if it is less 
than the ages that were given before him. She's embarrassed to stand before him. Arum naked, usur, then it's usur. My time, because Yetzir Albashar, she's already been enveloped by her inclination, by the Yetzir Abba So more brings down that Rabachabar Abba was, I guess, the son-in-law of Rabchista. Uh, 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 the other way around. was the son-in-law of Rab Achabar Yaakov. So Rab Achabar Abba took his granddaughter, his 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 daughter's daughter. Little uh, literally means he put her in. Uh, he, he, he covered her with the, with his garment, but but it means that that uh, he, he 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 went he slept in the same bed with her, right? So uh, it was a, it was a girl, a little girl. So she slept in the same bed with her grandfather. So Amale, so his son-in-law said, "Lo savala mark the the He said, "Don't you hold that? It's problematic. She's already been betrothed. This she's technically." Even though the, uh, she, the, first, the first step of Kedushin has already happened. So she ostensibly is an Aishas Ish. Of, I married her off, I designated her in marriage to someone, and therefore she's an Aishas Ish, she's an Erva. So you should not be uh, doing this. So I'm a lay, Avart uh, Rav. He says, Why did you violate Rav's uh, prohibition? We learned at the beginning of the second parak. Is the Amar Rav Yehuda You're not supposed to, even though the Torah gives you the right to, but you're not supposed to marry off a daughter while she's a minor. Until she's old enough to say about a certain person that that's who I want. So you should not be marrying her off into, uh, as a Ketana. So therefore, I didn't know she's married. I didn't assume that you would have violated that. So, um, so the son-in-law shot back, that you also violated the statement of Shmuel that we just learned earlier. That we actually had that earlier in the Masechta. Is that you're not allowed to make use of any woman. A person's not allowed to use a woman in any way. So therefore, you having her in the bed with you is on some level, I'm not using her like to, to warm up the bed or whatever it is. So therefore, you're not allowed to make use of a woman. So you are, you also violated a prohibition. So I hold like the other statement made by Shmuel, that at the end of the day, you have to look at what the person's intent was. Very fascinating Rashi over here. The fascinating intent that the reason why he showed the special affinity to this granddaughter that she should come be in the bed with him is he said because he was showing that for his daughter that, that the relationship that a granddaughter you have with a granddaughter makes your daughter feel good. Oh, look, my, my father is so close to my daughter. So I was just doing it for my daughter that she should feel good. That was L'Shem Shemaim. I wasn't doing it for any uh, nefarious intention as well. And as long as a person has that mindset, Taisva says over here, uh, today that's what we rely on. That we allow, we allow women to bring us coffee, we allow women to cook. That means that I, women shouldn't be serving any man other than a husband, but we allow, because we do it, it's a shame shemaim, it's not because as long as you don't have any, any nefarious uh, in, uh, intention, it is not problematic. Let's go weiter. Top of Pei Bezman of the Mishnah. Lo yilmad adam ravak soifrim, that a, sing, a, a bachelor, person that's never been married, should not teach uh, young children. 
should not be a malama tinoko. It's not teach young children, someone that has never been married. Below, salamed isha sofrim. And a woman should also not teach young children. Now, uh, the, 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 we're going to explain this in the Gemara. By a man, it makes a distinction on his marital status. By a woman, interestingly enough, it doesn't make a distinction between whether she's married or not. It said an isha shouldn't do it. Right, we'll have to see what the pshat in that is. Rabbeloza Aimer Av Misha Aimla Isha. Rabbeloza is also someone who does not have a wife. Lo Yilame Tzofrim should not teach young children. Now, what exactly Rabbeloza is adding to the Tanakhama? Tanakhama said a bachelor shouldn't teach. He says someone who does not have a wife. We'll, devi- we'll define exactly what the additional statement of Rabbeloza is, just, uh, the, uh, the, uh, arguing with what the Tanakhama said. Rabbi Yehuda Aimer Lo Yire Ravak Behema. He says a bachelor should not be a uh, a, a shepherd. Do not deal with animals. Okay. And two bachelors should not sleep under one blanket. Chachamim permit. Rashi says they argue with the last two. They said Klal are not uh, suspect for bestiality nor homosexuality, and therefore there is no problem with a bachelor tending to animals, or two bachelors sleeping in the same bed. Let's see the Gemara. My timer, what's the reason that a person should not teach young children? What I say? Yeah, a bachelor. A, a, a bachelor. A bachelor should not teach young children. What's the reason? Tomorrow says, Yanuki, because he's suspect. On, uh, on being a pedophile. He's suspect on wanting to have relations with them. Fatanya, I'm a letter of Yehuda, so, uh, that uh, we learned, we're going to learn a little later, is that um, they told Rabbi Yehuda, the Chachamim argued with Rabbi Yehuda in our Mishnah, who said that a person should not uh, tend to, a bachelor should not tend to animals, or two bachelors should not. He says, I lo nechshet to Yisrael al mishkav zachar, is that, a, uh, that the Jewish people are not suspect for uh, homosexuality, and nor on bestiality. It's very interesting, though. You know, the Gemara is not addressing the fact that it's young children. The Gemara basically just says is that Jewish people are not suspect for homosexuality or for bestiality, and therefore it can't be that the reason why a school teacher who is a bachelor should not be able to teach young children because he's suspect on having relations with them. It's, it seems to be putting it under the category of homosexuality, which is interesting. Ella says the Gemara, Ravak, the reason why a single man should not be teaching young children, it's because of the mothers. Because who brings the kids to school and who takes the kids home from school, it's going to be the mothers that come. And if somebody is not married, we are concerned not about his relationship with the children, but we're concerned about his relationship with the parent. Rabat, the single person, is Moshe Amasa, and Dianuki, the mother of the uh, children and Isha by a woman, Mishum Avosa, for the father, because of the fathers of the Anuki of the children. Which here, interesting, the Gemara doesn't speak it out, but it's clear. He says, a man, according to Tanakama, if he's married, so therefore his relationship with his wife will prevent that from being a problem. Therefore, it's only a problem by a man if what? 
if he is a bachelor. Whereas by a woman, it doesn't make that distinction. So it seems to be by a woman, it's problematic either way that if she's teaching young children, so therefore these husbands are going to come. And I guess it's, 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 it's interesting, it's young children. What about if it's older children? I'm not sure. Maybe older children, they go home on their own at the time. I'm not sure. But anyway, the point is, that is, and again, yeah, and again, I hear you, right, in middle school they don't show up. Anyway, the point is that, that uh, even though, listen, this is written, uh, what, a thousand years ago, but we, you, you turn on the news every single day, and then these are problems that, that, that we're dealing with. Let's go back. We said, even a person who doesn't have a wife. So one wants to know, what's he adding? Right, so let's step back and go through the two studying. Well, the Tanakama holds it's only a problem if the guy's never been married. Rabbi says it's a problem if he doesn't have a wife. Now, it could be understood in two ways. One way of understanding is it's only a problem if he never had a wife. But if he had a wife, and let's say she died, but the fact that he's had a wife may be, according to the Tanakama, that's not problematic. It's only problem if he's never had a wife. But if he had a wife and she died, comes along Rebbe says, no. As long as he, if he, if he doesn't have a wife, mean if he doesn't have a wife, now even if she died, it's a problem. He has the right, that could be one way of understanding. The other way of understanding is even much more stringent. I mean, a ton of comma holes, if he's never been married, then it's a problem. If he has been married, it's not a, uh, not a problem. Rebbe holds, even if he's been married, and his wife is not here. Forget about it. Died for sure is problematic. But let's say he's married and his wife is off on a vacation somewhere. So she's not Mama Shia. Actually, there's a sheet of holes. Not Mama Shia means not even, she's not in proximity. She's not in the building with him. It's a problem. According to, but whatever the Shaila is, when he says, if he doesn't have a wife, doesn't mean he doesn't have a wife, means that he has never had a wife, or means Mamash has to, but if he has a wife, but she died, it's okay. Or no, Mamash has to have a wife that's Mamash here. That's the word I wants to know to clarify the sheet of Rebeliezer. So when says, Bari Luhu, Misha ain't Isha Klau, doesn't mean that he doesn't have a wife at all, mean like she's died. Odil Mishain Shriya, it's let me know. It means that, that, that it means that she doesn't have a wife that, uh, but it, but that, that's right here with him. That, that's what, so it means what, what, what protects him? What protects him is that he has experienced what it means to have had a wife, according to him, uh, it would be okay. But if, if, if he's, ne- and it's only a problem, he's never had a wife. It comes to Rabbi Lazar, it's even a problem if he has had a wife, but she's not around and she's dead. Or what happens, or maybe he holds mama, she has to be right here. So Tasha must, the one who wants to bring a raya. So you see that the that Rebelez is saying a very strict even if he's had a wife, he has a wife, not he had a wife, he has a wife, but she's not living in close proximity, and this guy's going into school, it is still problematic because it's only a protection of having the wife if what? If she's around, if she's close by, she's away on vacation somewhere, whatever it is, that would be problematic. All right. Rabbi Yehuda, I'm was very strict. Rabbi Yehuda said you can't even uh, be a, uh, if, you're, if you're a bachelor, you should not be dealing with animals. You should not be sleeping in the same bed with another bachelor. Tanya learned in Raisa, the Chacham disagreed. That the Jewish people are not suspect to homosexuality or bestiality.
Okay, let's see the next Mishnah. A person that job primarily deals with women, should not be left alone with women. Now Rashi explains like this. This is Rashi Shita. Rashi says, we already saw before that Yichud is prohibited, not only with one woman, but Yichud's even prohibited with two women. So Rashi learns that it's only a problem generally with two women. Three women would not be considered problematic. This guy, doesn't matter how many women, it, it is problematic. Why? Because since he deals with them, we're going to see shoe salesmen, cosmetics, people that deal primarily with women, that he builds up a relationship, there's an affinity, and they will cover for him. So therefore, it doesn't matter how many women there are around. You're not, normally, the issue is the person's afraid to engage in certain behavior because afraid someone's going to go ahead and tell. But he, if he's got a relationship with all these women, he's not there. We're, we're afraid that they're going to cover for him. Therefore, it's problematic. So therefore, he can't have yichud no matter how many women there are. Lo hanoshim. If you are want to raise your child and to give him a parnasa, do not raise him to do a melacha or an umnus or a craft that is specifically involves interacting with women. You're putting him in, 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 a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a bad position. Rabbi Meir Omer, you have a choice, you should teach your son a craft, a trade that is nakia, that is clean, and is easy. Different opinions of what we're talking about over here means that there's no gazelle involved, there's no theft involved, maybe it's clean in terms of that it doesn't involve something that he'll be deprecated for, something that's easy, there's no physical labor involved. Different opinions, what it is. We'll see the more example of something that is clean and easy. And the most important part is, and this could be part of what you have to teach him, that, that at the end of the day, you should dive into the one whose wealth and the assets all belong to him. What does that mean? At the end of the day, recognize where does Parnassah come from? comes from Hashem. And that's where you dive in because that will be ultimately the success of your Parnassah. Because there's no job in the world. You go look at the unemployment lines. It makes no difference what the job is. There's no job in the world that you will not find people that are doing the job that are poor or wealthy. Because it's not the poverty that is caused by the job you do. And it's not wealth that comes from the type of job that you do. Everything literally means from the, based on your merits. Now, Tezva says it doesn't mean merits over here. It means, chus means mazel. Everything is based on your mazel. So it means a person is born with a, pre, with, with a certain mazel and that determines what his job will be and how much he's going to make. So what does it mean? So Teisvis explains in, a, in, in, in Crisis, I believe it is, another Masechta, is that Jews have the ability to dive into Hashem to overcome their mazel. So at the end of the day, what you're going to make is based on what your mazel will be, irrespective of the job. But Jews hold a trump card. What is the trump card? That trump card is tefillah. The tefillah of a Jew can overcome whatever mazel he had. Rab Shimon Lazar Oimer, he says, Raisa Miyamecha, have you ever seen in your lifetime Chaya Va'ov, 
wild animals or birds, umnos that have to work for a living. And you see that God makes it that they are able to support themselves without undue duress or distress. That their, 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 their food and their livelihood is available to them. Now, beasts and birds were created to serve as man, to serve as me. And I was created to serve as my creator, to serve as Hashem. So the animals that are there to serve as me are able to support themselves without difficulty. So I, who am created to serve as Hashem, I should also be able to be supported in a way that is, does not involve any stress or, or, or difficulty. So, right? But Ella, so why does that happen? It should be a Kava The animals can be supported without any difficulty. Why shouldn't I be able to be supported? Is the reason because I, through my evil acts, I have ruined that right to be supported. Right? The punishment of Adam Arishon was that he has to work, but that he has to put effort in order to support himself. The kapachtis parnasosi, and I stunted my livelihood through my evil actions, right? But, and, 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 and that's, that's the reason why I need to put my effort in, into my work. But, the, but, but we've seen before is that, that a person came down to Hashem to help him with that too. Abba Gurion is Tadion, Abba Gurion from Sidon. Uh, it's you should not certain jobs you should try avoid teaching your child Chamar to be a donkey driver Gamo to be a camel driver Kodar to be a potter Sapan to be a sailor Roe to be a shepherd Chavani to be a shopkeeper because those jobs involve robbery and trickery Rashi goes through each one of these jobs that, that either you have to go through people's fields and you steal from their fields, or you're trying to shortchange the shop, the, 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 uh, the buyers, but everything, these are jobs that are, have a, a, a portent and uh, predisposed to uh, doing illegal activities, and therefore don't teach your kid and put him in that kind of a situation. But Yudah Omer Mishmoy, Yudah says in his name, that hachamarin ruba and rishoyim. That most donkey drivers are wicked. They go through the fields of others and steal their things. Hagamalin camel drivers ruba and ksherin. Most of them are actually kosher. They are considered to be ksherim. Why are they considered to be ksherim? So Rashi says because they go through the deserts. They have to take these dangerous trips through deserts. And as we say, there's no atheist in a foxhole. When a person has to go through dangerous uh, terrain. So he what? He will establish a good relationship. He'll daven a good davening. Shmona Esra will be a good Shmona Esra. So then Rubak Sheirim. Saponim, sailors, Ruman Hasidim, most of them, when I forget about Sheirim, they're Hasidim because what sailors have to go through day in, day out, crossing the ocean, so therefore that makes them pious. Tov Shabarov from the Gehenna, there's a famous statement, many interpretations, that literally means the best of the doctors are destined for Gehenna. Rashi learns, the shot over here is, is that they don't put their trust in Hashem because they feel they can treat anything and everything and therefore they don't trust in Hashem and therefore that's why they, uh, they end up, because they, 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 they become arrogant and they actually end up killing people because they don't want to ask a second opinion or they, don't, they feel that they can handle everything and they don't do the right thing all the times. 
the, the I think the the Balei Tov was the other Rishonim learn. It's not all doctors. Tov Shabarovim. It's the doctors that think they're the best doctors are the ones that uh, go to Gehenna. Anyway, different Shatim. Says more as follows. And even the most kosher, the ones that you think are the best amongst the shochtim, the slaughterers, should be shalamolek, are partners with Amolek. Rashi says also they cause people to do averus because there's a tremendous yetzahara when you're shefting an animal worth thousands of dollars and there's a shayla, is it okay, is it not okay, they will overlook what the problems might be. Why? Right, and therefore they feed people tarfus. So therefore, they are partners with Amalek. Rabbi Nuroi Omer, I put aside all trade and all jobs in the world. The only thing I want to teach my son is Torah. Person can, can consume its rewards in this world. And the principle is waiting for him in the world to come. But all other jobs, Einam Kain, are not so. Sha'adam Bali De Choli, Oli De Zikna, if a person gets to becomes infirm or becomes old age and he can no longer work, Oli De Yasurin, or he has some type of uh, 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 difficulty, stress, trauma, Eina Yachalasak Malachan, he's no longer able to work, Harehu Mesbarav, he dies of hunger because he cannot support himself. Avala Torah Eina came with Torah, it's not such that so not not that way. Elamashamartoi, Mikolra, it protects him from all evil Benurosoi when he is young. It gives it protects him from all bad things happening. And it gives him hope and salvation in his old age. What does it say when he is young concerning the Torah? Those who trust in Hashem will be invigorated. When it's in his old age, what does it say? They will flourish in their old age. Even when Avram was in his was elderly, Hashem blessed him with everything. What do we see by Avramavinu? That he studied and he performed the entire Torah Kula before it was even given. Hashem says, Why did I choose Avram? Because Avram has listened to my voice, and he safeguarded my ordinances, mitzvosai, my mitzvahs, kukosa, my statutes. And he keeps my Torah. So you see, Avram Avinu, because he studied Torah, Hashem Beirach Avram Bakol. Tan Rabban, we learned in a Braisa. Anybody that deals primarily with women, he gets, he develops bad character traits. Somebody is, uh, uh, somebody whose job entails bottom up pay base Ahmed Aleph by the Gemara. That if somebody is involved specifically with working with women, that he gets Yetzirah around women all the time, and it develops bad characteristics, bad midos. You're going, for example, Hatsarfin, people that melt gold, they make jewelry. Asrikin, people that they, they, they comb woolen coats, they, 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 they deal with women's clothing. Hanakuros, the Kuros Rashi learns is they wash uh, hand grinders. They deal with washing hand grinders, which is the primary implement used by women. All right. Harochlin, peddlers that, that, that sell cosmetics. Hagardiyam, weavers. 
Hasaparim, Raja, there's barbers that they deal with women because the women bring their kids to get haircuts. So they deal with women, they interact with women all the time. Hakovsin, launderers. Hagara is blood letters. Interesting that it seems the primary people that used to bled blood, women were very much into bloodletting, it seems to be. For Habolon, Balon, a bathhouse attendants. Habursaki, tanners that make leather, they're the ones that make the, the co- leather coats, jackets, and shoes, deal primarily with women. They should not be appointed from the yet what's there, that was their livelihood. They should not be appointed as a king and not as a Kohen Godel. My time was to use in Lemishum the not because there's genealogical problems with them. Elamishum the Zil Umnusayu, it's because they have a deprecating malachas. These these jobs are deprecating and therefore they will not gain the respect that is necessary because everyone will keep remembering what type of job they did. There's 10 things said concerning a blood letter. Now, we're going to see a, a number of them are because <coughs> someone who lets blood, they, they, they uh, <coughs> again, it fits into the concept like the doctors that become arrogant. So they also are considered to be arrogant. So Mahalach al Raji says it's a certain type of walk. They walk on their side. I mean, they walk back side to side. I'm not sure exactly what it means, but it means a type of walk that shows arrogance. Baruch Gasa and his, his behavior is, is, is one of arrogance. He's conceited. And he doesn't sit normally. He always sits lying, leaning back, leaning to the side. He sits in a way that represents, reflects arrogance. Einoit Tzara, he's also a miserly. Raji says, why is he miserly? He does house calls, and usually wherever he goes, they give him to eat, they feed him, so therefore he doesn't spend his money on anything. So therefore he is considered to be a miser. And he also has a very negative outlook, because when he sees healthy people, in his mind he's thinking that I don't want them to be healthy. Why doesn't he want them to be healthy? Because he wants business. So he has a negative outlook. And Ochel Harbe Motzikima, he eats a lot of fatty foods and he excretes very little because of the type of diet that he has. Bechashet al and he's suspect for immoral behavior because again, he has interactions with all these women. And Balagezo, uh, because women come to him to have procedures done and uh, they, they steal from their husbands and he facilitates that. So he is suspect on, on theft and also you have to be very careful. These are basically the, these are the surgeons of back in the day. The guy is arrogant and he thinks he knows what he's doing. He doesn't ask a second opinion and he lets too much blood. What will happen? The person will die and therefore he is suspect on murder as well. Like we learned before, person should teach his son some type of trade that is clean and light. Mahi, what is an example of that that is clean and light? Amr of Yehuda. Machta tatal Raji says it's some type of needlework where they can, they, 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 can, they know how to uh, sew in a furrow in, a, in straight lines, but it is not, uh, it's clean and it's, it's, it, it does, it's not that, that doesn't take that much physical labor and, uh, and therefore it doesn't involve, I guess, uh, uh, theft and, and, and other negative things that could be associated with work. So that's what you teach your child. 
Tiny we learned in a, in a brisa. Rabbi Omer, He says there's no job that is necessary to be done that is going to be negated because there's no one who needs to do it. When God created the world and the world needs to function, certain jobs need to be done, there's no job that's going to be eradicated because people don't want to do it. There'll always be somebody that is tailor-made for that particular job. But fortunate is the one that saw his parents do a uh, a, a higher level type of job, a praiseworthy type of job, and and woe to the person that has to see his parents do some type of job that is deprecating. But bottom line is because usually jobs are, 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 are given over from father to child. So if you see your father doing uplifting, elevating jobs, that's probably what the job's gonna be, but it also involves respecting parents. It's much harder to see parents in a deprecating type of position. You feel that in terms of the relationship that how you feel towards your parents in terms of what they need to be doing. Now, the one points out that there is, the world cannot exist without a bosom. Bosom is a perfumer. Person has to create perfume. Women need their perfume. They need the cosmetics, right? But also the world needs a tanner. Now a tanner is a very disgusting job. You have to dip leather in animal, in dog excrement. But both jobs are necessary, right? Fortune is the person who has skill set is allows him to be the one who makes the perfumes, but but woe to the person that has to be the fellow that is the tanner. But there's always gonna be, that the world is created, there's always gonna be someone who's tailor-made for one particular job, and that job has to be filled. You don't have to bring in illegals. There's always gonna be somebody that can do the job. Remember says something here, uh, Quite, uh, with quite uh, a tremendous amount of vision. Woe to the, it says, the world cannot exist without males. Ubelona kevos, and the world cannot exist without females. Ashramisha banam zcharim, fortune is the person whose sons are male. Vaolo lamisha banam kevos, and for now, the symbol shot is, is that, uh, that, uh, that, that unfortunate one who has children are females. Rashi learns because it's hard, you have to take care to worry. You worry much more about your daughters than you do your sons. You always worry about their protection. Your daughters are therefore, it's much more stress involving. However, the Meiri says over here, an unbelievable shot, he says that, whoa, he says that uh, fortunate is the one whose sons act in a masculine way, and unfortunate is the one who has sons that act in an effeminate way, that, that they grow up to think that they are females. That would be the modern uh, way of understanding. But anyway, that's what Meiri said about a thousand years ago. So anyway, the point is that, uh, yeah. A person should teach his son this uh, clean and light uh, uh, job. But most importantly is you should daven, teach a child to daven. To the one who is responsible for all of the wealth and has all the assets. Because uh, poverty does not come from the type of job you do. Neither does wealth come from the type of job you do. It comes from the one who has all the wealth and all the assets. So says Hashem that, that the, the, the money and silver is mine and the gold is mine, says Hashem, Lord of hosts.
He says, have you ever seen in your lifetime animals that have to work for a living? They don't have to work for a living. They have their parnasa, their livelihood is available to them without much stress. So he says, Time will rise of In my lifetime, I never saw a deer that had to be a kayats. Kayats is the fellow who has to spread out the grain that it should dry, the cut figs that it should dry in the sun before you bring them into the house that they could be used. I've never seen a deer have to do that. For Ari Saba, I've never seen a lion that has to be a porter. And I've never seen a fox that has to be a, fo- uh, uh, has to be a uh, storekeeper. Maral explains how each of these jobs are connected to the type of animal, the instincts that the animal have. A fox is considered to be shrewd. I've never seen a fox have to be a, 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 a handle as a shopkeeper. But each one is tied to that. Why a lion is the porter, that's of a different discussion. The Hamas Barnasin, Shalabitsar, and they are able to support themselves without much difficulty. And their purpose in life is to serve me, man, to serve mankind. I'm, I have a higher level function. I'm here to, to serve Hashem. So therefore, those that are there to support me can support themselves without any uh, distress. So I'm here to do a higher level function to support a good work. Ain't a din should not be a kavachomer. Just parnas shalobetzar that I should be supporting. That I should be able to support myself without any stress or any uh, any uncomfort. Ella shaharosius my side. I through my actions I ruined it. I acted in an evil way. The kapachti is parnasasi, and I stunted my parnosa. Shenema avonosechem itu. It is your sins that caused you to go off the derech, and that's why we don't have the parnosa that we should have. I put aside all of the types of traps, traps and, and, and skills, and I teach my son Torah. That all of the other tra- skills and, and, and crafts can only help a person in his youth, when he has the strength. When he becomes elderly, he will die of starvation. When it comes to Torah, it's not the same way. It stands for a person, it supports a person in his youth, but it gives him hope and, and, and a future. It gives him something to hope for even in his, uh, when he is of old age. What does it say about the person who studies Torah in his youth? That those who put their hope in Hashem will be reinvigorated and Yalu Eva Kanasharim, they will uh, elevate uh, their their limbs like 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 eagles. They will be they will be able to flourish in their uh, in their old age. They will be uh, reinvigorated and they will uh, be revitalized. Uh, in, their, in their old age as well. Hadranach HaSar Yuxin Slegel Masechus Kedushin Hadranach HaSar Yuxin Slegel Masechus Kedushin Hadranach HaSar Yuxin Slegel Masechus Kedushin As Shem Yitvaruch We will begin with Masechus Babakama tomorrow. Everyone have a wonderful Shabbat.